welcome to Read This, Read That. I am Jackie Reed. My microphone is way over here. Your microphone is way over there, and I'm Joy Ann Reed, and my microphone is right here. <laughs> Perfect. How are you, cuz? I'm good. I'm, t- I'm a little tired. I'm a little good tired, but I'm good. Why are you so tired? What's up? So I'm doing intermittent fasting, and... For some reason, you know, even though it is really helping, finally the weight, you know, the pounds are coming off, which is great. Mm-hmm. And I'm incorporating my jazz fitness. You know jazz as well. So jazz is working my behind out twice a week. Uh, plus I'm walking in the mornings, drinking water, doing everything that I'm supposed what? to be doing. And so the pounds are starting to finally fall. You know, I put on all that holiday weight. And undid all the great work I did last year. I did undid everything, went right back up. So now I'm trying to like, you know, create my new lifestyle of living fit. But for some reason, I'm still always very tired after the show. Like after I'm done, after the readout, I just like crash. I'm I'm tired, but I don't want to go to sleep. I'm just tired. Well, because you, you, I'm assuming, I don't know, but you know, it takes a lot of energy to do a show. People think you just sit in a chair and you just kind of talk, but it takes energy to manage everything that you have to manage. And you have to give a certain, not that it's a performance, but you do have to have a certain level of energy. You can't have the same, you can't be like, "Mm, okay, when we come back, (laughs) even though you may feel it, you know what I mean? You feel it way. You do have to, it is a bit of a performance, isn't it? I mean, even though it's the news, it's on TV. So you're Mm -hmm. still doing TV. You're doing TV and it's the news, <laughs> you know. And by the yeah. way, this is uh, not alcohol. This is fizzy water, flavored fizzy I... water. <laughs> is there vodka in there? Because I'm still on my 40 day. You know, I'm still on my 40 days of Lent. I can't have no alcohol. Me too. My my boyfriend had Bear Burger, the vegan burgers for dinner. Yeah, the Impossible Burger. I couldn't get any. I was so mad. Well, you can't just have because- a no, because Wait, why, I'm why can't you have it? Because I'm trying not to do not just alcohol for Lent, but I'm trying to do I'm doing alcohol and fried foods, and I'm trying to do processed foods as well. Girl, you don't are you crazy? What you gonna eat? Lettuce? <laughs> There's plenty, as you know all too well, because you're eating plenty of vegan food. There is plenty of good food to eat. You know, like this. you say, you can't have processed food. You can't have fried food. Beans are you not processed. Have. Beans are not processed. All so you go eat beans. No, vegetables. You don't eat beans are not pro- you eat beans and fart. Not processed. You've got. You're just gonna fart. Grain. Fart and fart and fart. Fart every day. quinoa, brown rice. That don't sound like food. That Girl, don't sound like food. That's why you're tired because you need to let that meat and dairy go. <laughs> that's number chicken queen you down. <laughs> I did my whole January I, I did my uh no no milk based products and I, I actually am still using mostly that I use like um nut pods and these other sort of like fake milk things to put in my coffee in the morning so I, I'm still sticking with that I gotta be fake milk it's fake milk it's filk non, non-dairy <laughs> non-dairy milk <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute we assigned you a wind down I don't know if you want to talk about this or if you want to talk about something else but I was just wondering you know what the youngest child who's still in college is Sir Miles yeah, yeah how's he doing 
with every with so is he back at school or is he at home he is no, he's in school, but he's in school in his room, which is not ideal. <laughs> you know, he's in his third year of college. It's not ideal uh, for mo- like, you know, most young people that are in this situation. I, you know, I, I, and I've said this to you before, cousin Jackie, I feel bad for that. That whole generation last year was a lost year for young Americans. You know, my son, my, our youngest turned 21 in COVID, meaning no party, no going out you know, here with us, which is not where you want to be for your 21st birthday, you know, yeah. just all the fun stuff that I know I did when I was 21 and turned, you know, in that age, they can't do it. They're stuck at home and it's, it's not good. And even school college, which, you know, he did the thing that the other two didn't do, which is he went to live on campus, which I wanted all of them to do. I thought, I think college yeah. is such so important that you had that campus experience and the other two went to the new school and so they lived at home and then you know commuted to school so he was the only one that like did the thing like did the whole go to campus live on campus life and that's been robbed from him you know so I feel badly you know I feel like for kids his age it's just been a robbery it's been a theft and I blame Donald Trump a thousand percent Oh, 100 it did not have to be this kind of a situation no. imagine if you are a senior right or, or if last year was your junior year and this year is your senior year. I mean, you know, uh Or if you were a freshman last year, think about how, tra- I mean, I know freshman year was very traumatizing me for lots of other reasons. My mother had just passed. I was depressed. I had all these issues. But let's say that I hadn't, didn't have all that. Going away to college is traumatizing. Kids get lonely. You have, you know, all the stuff that, but, but it's also the experience of making all these new friends from all over the world, from all over the world, really. This sort of global experience that all freshmen have, even the little hazing of being a freshman, you get none of that. If you were a freshman last year, y'all were in your house. You was in your house. Like you were still a senior in high school. That's not cool. It's not cool. And, and going away, you're right. Your freshman year, it's like that first big step into adulthood, right? Yes. If, Freedom. If you campus. You're making independent choices on your own. Mom's not Drinking there. a lot. <laughs> Drinking a lot. Eating. But, when but happen to learn to do it. Do yeah. you want to go to class? Not go to class? It's all on you. So you really, yes. and like you said, you get to experience, you know, students from across the country, around the world. It's just it's- having roommates that are not your siblings. You know, yes. think about that. You know, you're for the first time living with whoever they put you with and learning to deal with those people. And I had some weird roommates my freshman year. Oh, baby, it's a whole nother story. But I mean, you, you, it's a thing that you really ought to have as an experience if you're going to college. And all those kids that were freshmen last year were robbed of that. You know, my son was robbed of his, you know, sophomore year. Um, it sucks. Yeah. It does. And I, I mean, while I know that college is not for everyone, nor should everyone be required to go to college, I think there is just this special experience that bridges you know, the way from, that, that bridges the, d- the divide from, you know, living under your parents' roof or really being treated as a, a, a child and yes. into adulthood. And even if you cannot, even if you choose not to go to college, um, yeah. I think if you can have some kind of experience that is not just like from, from your senior year in high school to work. Mm-hmm. And then that's well, your life. Then- well, and even in the case of, you know, for our kids, you know, because we now have three adults living here. They're all over 21. They're all 21 and up. 
one the uh the middle child Jamar had a t- had it was was gaining his independence was ready to move out had a great job on Broadway working at Hamilton was yeah. pursuing his acting career thinking about graduate school that's all been stopped they're all here they're all laid off or unemployed or figuring it out and that should not be they should not be here and so it's I feel bad because the independence that young people work their whole like childhood for to gain that uh at 18 19 you're supposed to gain that whether you're it's from college or going to get a job going into the military a whole generation of kids has lost that independence and has been you know cleaved back into their homes or even people older than that there are people in their 30s who are back home that's not cool i mean what what this pandemic has been a health catastrophe but it's also been a social and societal catastrophe and we're gonna it's gonna be years of unpacking what we've lost and what children have lost even little kids think about being a third grader and not being able to go to school and then how vulnerable third graders are and all that that you learn at such a critical grade if we're at home you weren't in third grade you were at your house (laughs) you know and i talk about bridging that gap between high school and adulthood now in the workforce think about what you learn in the first grade second grade third grade you know little lessons you know aside from you know getting an education there are social lessons that you learn yes you know how to follow rules um do you know what i mean just different things like how to get along with others Little things like standing in line and, and doing things like that. They, you know, kids yeah. learn that when they learning not to pick your nose. If you home, you picking your nose because nobody's there's nobody else there, and you you know you're on Zoom. Right, you're not right. even aware that anybody can see it. People and gonna be picking their nose. Homework, having homework assignments, doing your homework, turning it in. It's just little things like that that you learn when you're younger, and when you get older, it pays off. But I have to ask you this because you know, for a lot, I know your kids spent the majority of I want to say the majority of their, um, you know, once they got to the age where they could, when they were teens, teen years were in mm-hmm. New York, right? Yeah. And in, that, in mm-hmm. New York, most people, not, I wouldn't say most people, but a lot of people don't know how to drive. So now that they are in you Maryland, know? Auntie Jackie wants them to learn how to drive. They need to, listen, you need to, I need to put you on the phone with them because they, I they keep, I'm like, there are, there are two cars sitting in the driveway. And I never, I mean, when I was a kid, I could not wait to drive. I started driving at 15. I bugged my mother so much that she went to her good friend, Lejeune, Rita Lejeune Bradford, and bought her 1974 Buick Apollo for me for $350. And that was my car when I was 16 years old. And I was, it had a, it had a wheel that was so big. It looked like a, like a flying saucer and it was so loose that you barely touch it and it turned. It was an old crazy car, but it was bright cherry red. And that was my car. I could fit all my friends in. I could fit three, four people at the same time. We would go to McDonald's. We was like, we felt so independent because we had wheels, right? I would take, Uh I remember taking my, uh, my friend's little sister to like concerts and stuff. We could do that. But like, you know, my kids and I was jonesing to drive my kids. They don't even, they're not even interested. They never ask. I'm like, you guys want to go try driving? Every so often, one of them will say yes. But then they get out and they're so nervous to get into traffic that they've only driven in the complex. They can't drive, none of them. And that's bad because if I needed like 911 and Jason wasn't available, who's going to drive mama to the hospital? (laughs) Like, learn to drive. (laughs) Yes, I want the babies to learn that most important life skill to learn how to drive. Yes, they need to. Okay, that is my mission. As soon as, and also the the snow is 
finally melting. And so we are going to make sure that this spring, knock on wood, yes. all of the Reed children will know how to drive by summer. And I, I agree with you. They must learn to drive. It's they crazy. Need to There's some shit go down and they need to drive you to the hospital or something. Or just that we need to get away. You never know. We might, I might, I might be incapacitated because the zombies done bit one of my arms and I had to, I had to cut it off and then y'all got to drive. Listen, I think everybody needs to know how to do two things at the very least, swim and drive. Yeah. I Those are and I'm not a good swimmer, but I know how to swim, but I, I could swim to save my life, but you're right. And swimming scares me because I hate deep water, but you're right. You should know how to swim. If you want to live, you want to survive. Yeah. Driving. Listen, you got to know how to drive. Okay. So let's, let's, let's have your, let's have your wind down. Now you, yes, we have, we have covered me. How are you doing Jackie Reed? What is happening in your life? Wind it down, my dear. Uh, I'm so proud of you for talking about your life. First off. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. all <laughs> That water has a tint to it. Is there a lemon in there? No, I'll tell you what it is. It is La Croix. Oh, it's your La Croix. And it is Pomplemousse. Oh, no, hibiscus. Hibiscus. It's the hibiscus flavor. It's so good. It's La Croix. So it has a little bit of a tint. It's got a little bit of a flavor, but no sugar. Zero sugar. So Mm. it's purely, you have, but it has a taste. So you you get flavors. I don't like water. So you get a little flavor, a little fizz. So it's like a little bit champagne-y in the fizz department. But it's yeah. water. Got you, got you, got you. Um, so my wind down is the fact that I did something I thought I would never do. I jumped out of a plane. My, huh? Jumped out of a plane. Oh, I'm never doing that. That is <laughs> never happening. Ever. Bungee jumping, jumping out of a plane, hang gliding, not doing any yeah. of those. Okay. Okay. Swimming, snorkeling, none of it. Um, scuba diving won't happen. Uh, I bought myself some Crocs. <laughs> what am I going to do with you? Your wind down is that you bought Crocs. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> I'm listening. I don't leave the house really. So I needed something that made me feel like I wasn't in a slipper all day. I needed something to elevate me out of my slippers, but I didn't want to walk around in okay. shoes. That was too confusing. Okay. <laughs> and so this is June Ambrose's fault. You know, the great June Ambrose. Yes. I was looking yes. on her IG stories or something and she had on the cutest Crocs with these little... Um, Crocs aren't cute. The way, hold on a second. There are no cute Crocs. Can we just start with that? This is. They're all Crocs. hideous. This is oh, look cute. How cute okay. is it? Look. And it can How be fun. there. It's fun. pink. Or it can be there as the it's little pink. It's back. got a little back strap look, for the heel. What What June did with hers, you know, they have the holes in most yeah. of the Crocs. You can put little ornaments in there. You can collect little things. That have Are those will scrape your feet. Them? Aren't those gonna hurt your feet? No, they're soft on the bottom. Uh, I'm no, but I'm saying, won't the ornament sticking through them be scratching your feet? No, because the back. You know how you have a pin on. There's a back side. Oh, of with it a back. I, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm. I'm assuming okay. that it's protected. So okay. I saw her with Crocs on, and I had been trying to figure out: Do I want some socks with treads? Do I want like a 
a loafer. <laughs> I couldn't really figure it out. And so I settled on Crocs. They arrived on Tuesday. I've been wearing uh-huh. them every day. And I have to say, I like them. You know, when I'm <laughs> in the kitchen, it just feels yeah. good to stand in them and to walk around the house. It's okay. just, listen, we, for those of us, who are really not see every once in a while you at least get to travel from your home to the studio in New York right right? you get I'm not doing that I am (laughs) home this is it and so I had to like switch things up a little bit you can get in a rut you can get in a rut you can you know listen I'm, I, I'm, I'm work, I've worked through the anxiety for the most part. I had, I had a bout of depression. My, my therapist was saying, you're a little depressed. We called it the little yeah. D. Because I was like, girl, I'm not depressed. She was like, yeah, <laughs> you are. <laughs> and so, you yeah. know, you get to the other side of it. So I'm, I'm in a much better place now. But I'm just mm-hmm. also just cr- trying to kind of embrace ways to just exist in living and working from home in yeah. a better in a better way like and the secret the secret is crocs apparently that's the crocs let me tell you guys listen <laughs> make fun but listen to me for the I'm what do you have on your what do you have on your feet like when because you're working from home right now what do you wear around like as you transition from morning to yeah. The slippers that I steal from where whatever hotel I've stayed in last. <laughs> I always take the slippers. Trust and believe if I stay in your hotel, I'm taking the slippers with me. Have you and both pairs? Does that charge creep up on you? Do you ever go back and look at your bill to see if they I don't, look, I don't even look because all I know is I'm not just taking one. Whatever slippers you uh, leave, you leave two pairs in there, the one that's in the plastic that's never been used. I'm taking that because you want to know why what? I'm also home all day. And I'm certainly not, I mean, when I'm, you know, doing my show, you know, I have a cute top and I try to, but from the waist down, I'm in sweats and slippers. And so I need different slippers. And these, now? Yeah, of course I have on sweats, my Adidas sweat, my favorite Adidas sweats. And I have <laughs> my Soho grand, which is the last place I stayed in New York. <laughs> And I have the other pair of Soho Grand slippers in the bag, which I have not unpacked because uh, I never unpack my bags because I may figure eventually I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. And also because this the thing about slippers that you get from hotels is you can't wash them because once you wash them, they get distorted and they're never usable again. So you pretty much have to wear them until they're like dingy and then you throw them away because you can't wash them. They're not wash. They're not usable after washing. Cause they get distorted and they get all lumpy and then they're just not any good anymore. They're, they're one shotters. See, and that's just going into the landfill and you know how I feel and about it's going that. in the landfill. It's terrible. In the landfill unnecessarily. Meanwhile, my crops <laughs> stand the test of time. They may never leave I use the these home. for months. I use yeah. one pair of slippers for months and I keep them, try to keep them nice and clean. Don't try to walk through dust and stuff. But you can't wash them. How are you going to keep white? I wash them. I can't wash them. White slippers clean. 
It's very hard. And once they get dingy, I throw them away. <laughs> exactly. Into the landfill. I'm saying. Into the landfill. So, but the Crocs, it's like, I don't know. I feel like I discovered sliced bread. It just like, <laughs> it just feels like, uh, why have I never done Why did it? you have to say bread? I'm on a diet. I can't eat bread. I miss bread. I'm so not much. eating bread either. Saying I, 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 I'm, I'm not doing anything right now, but I discovered that and I, and I moved into, I'm only using one dish, like one cup for everything, one spoon, one fork, one knife, because what I had been doing was I'm here by myself all day. And by yeah. the end of the day, there's like you all these dirty dishes, dishes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's just me. <laughs> what's happening so and now, also you don't even eat food so how could you possibly have I do eat you literally food. eat like a sprig of lettuce a day Not how sure. are you even making dishes listen my stomach <laughs> would, would beg to differ uh, <laughs> I eat plenty but yeah so I'm dirtying up all this stuff whether I'm making a bowl of oatmeal and then I put that dish in and then I may have a bowl of soup and then I put that yeah. I may have a salad then I put it, and it's just like what's happening so I'm just trying to get a yeah. handle on and it all started with the Crocs. So the Crocs are magical. And you know what? You're so right about the dishes, though, because with there are five of us here who are all in COVID lockdown together. And when mm-hmm. I tell you the dishes at the end of the day, it's like, do 500 people live here? Why does ev- you're right? Everyone should just wash. As my auntie used to say, wash as you use. Yes. Wash as you use. I was not doing that. I was not doing that. I think the little D was keeping me from it. <laughs> yeah. And then now the big C, Crocs has rescued you. Crocs. Crocs. I, listen, I, I might get some the other day. <laughs> Look, <laughs> that's progress, girl. Yes. Cause I mean, we're in lockdown. It's like all the stuff you would normally do. It's true. Like, you know, I have so many completely pressed and clean pants because I'm literally just wearing, like I have four pairs of sweats and I alternate them. I just wear sweats every day. But sometimes I have my, sometimes I'm doing the readout and I still have on my my silk pajama pants <laughs> that I never changed. <laughs> I've got, got on these. I have I got a pair a, a pair of these pajamas. Um, they're so great. They're not silk, of course, but they are. Um, it's a top and a bottom from Amazon. I bought like four yeah. pairs. I love them so. Like I live in them. But I said for today, I want to dress up a little bit. So <laughs> yeah, I didn't manage to put on earrings, but I did put on a nice sweatshirt. You put in a nice sweatshirt. I love your hat. You have like a hundred wraps. I love that wrap. I really do have a lot. I really do. Thank you. I like this I need more of them. They're really great. And the wraps are great. And you know, the great thing about one, one of the things that we've definitely learned in lockdown, I don't know if you have too, is the flexibility that people have had to have with the way black women look, because you know, I have zooms and stuff all day. Baby, I'm not, I'm not doing my hair for no zoom. You will, you will have a wrap with me. If you want to oh, talk to me wait. during the day, listen, mine, you know, mine has made it on the air. There are just some days mine where too? I'm like, my little wiglet, uh, Bibbidi and Boo, they're just like, uh, uh-uh, leave us not, alone. Not today. Not today, say. They are like, we don't want mine to come has too. Yeah. I was on a weekend. They asked me to come on on a weekend. Uh, and I was in New York. I was in my hotel and I was like, do I really want to get up? put makeup on and do a whole wig situation. I was like, mm-mm, and it rap. Really the, a wig is so much easier than like actually doing your hair, but that just tells oh. you the level of like, I'm at, I'm, I'm, I'm at the edge. Like I can do no more. <laughs> this is all I have to give. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. 
I'm at the point now, Miss Jackie, where I'm like, I fi- I kind of feel like shaving my hair completely off, like it did because my I just don't want to do anything. Just did that. She said it yeah. was so liberating, which I really don't get, um, and I won't be finding out. I didn't feel liberated when I did the big chop, but that was, you know, it was different. It wasn't really like my choice. I had yeah. to cut my hair off because it was getting all tangled and knotted. I was trying to have a protective style and grow it out. I did not want to let go of the little length that I had. So yeah. I had to do it. So it wasn't, I didn't feel that feeling that, you know, I'm sorry. I just didn't feel all liberated and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. my girlfriend, she just showed me a picture today. She cut all her hair off. She said, because she just wanted to let go of all the stress in her life. And she felt like her hair was representing that in some kind of way. Yeah. I was like, oof. I could do it. I mean, the, I have more length, my hair length. You know, my hair has always been very slow growing. And this is the yeah. most length I've ever had. And it's pretty grown out. But I have to do so much work. I mean, just washing my hair is so, because my hair is so kinky, that just combing it out, trying uh, to dry it, trying to get through all of the kinkiness, trying to like, because yeah. I have a steamer to steam it, steam it out, then all having right. to braid it and cornrow oh, it. And I'm God. like, why oh. did I ever want hair? I'm like, now I have hair. I'm like, why did I ever want all this hair? I can't wear it flipped, done. I, I can't do it. I'm not yeah. a hair person, so I don't even know how to do a hairstyle. The The last like sort of longest hairstyle, I used to wear a flip where I would flip it at the bottom and then have it come across the top. I don't have energy to do all that. Girl. I'm not doing that. So it's like, why do I have it? So I'm like, and a part of me is thinking, you know what? I'm just going to go back to a really short style and keep it moving where I can just tussle my hair, tussle it into shape and keep keep my life going. Yeah, I keep thinking I want mine to grow out like my sister's hair, who she just has such beautiful, thick, natural hair. Um, and she has a, a tight coil like I do, you know, for see, but mine is tighter than hers. And like, yeah. when I tell you, my hair, I get when I, because I have it in like, you know, I'm, I look like Miss Celia under here. I've just got a lot of twists <laughs> all over my head. Use the color yeah. But when I take it loose to wash it and I get in the shower, it just laughs at the water. The water just like hits it and rolls off. It, it takes, I have to like <laughs> massage it in to get it to penetrate. It's just so, and so then when I'm combing Ooh. out and everything and I just look at, how it looks on top of my head I'm just like like why you know a, a girl it's, I don't even lot. have a style it's just like I'm just not no I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna go back to relaxed hair but I'm just not loving no um, I'm not going back to relaxed hair. all right let's do hot topics we got to talk about some hot I know we got some hot topics we do and we only gonna get to one um because that's all we have time for but we have been saving this hot topic to get to and that is because we were both, because you mentioned it on our last podcast, Behind Her I Eyes. I did. I was like, yep. go check it out. I watched one episode and I, I don't know if I texted you or something, but I was like, girl, this is, so we said to each other, we're not going to talk about it until the podcast. So here we yes. are, because I think we both did say to each other when we were texting about it, I think it disturbed your sleep. How did it affect your sleep? Yes. It definitely affected mine, but you tell me first. It disturbed my sleep. It really gave me so much anxiety. I I didn't want to keep thinking about it, but I kept thinking about it because I felt like it was so disturbing where this thing goes over time. And then the ending was so disturbing that I could not stop thinking about it. And I really desperately wanted to stop thinking about it. Yeah, I, you know, and let's talk about it. And let's just say to everybody, 
so that there's no issues that there they're going to be spoilers right yeah. if you have not yeah. seen it pause here go and watch it there are only six episodes and then come back yeah and you can join in the back. conversation so there will be spoilers for behind her yes. eyes this chick was so stupid oh. i tell you oh my god when you know i mean when her girlfriend was trying to tell her when she, her girlfriend was like you're doing what you're sleeping with this guy and friends with yeah. his wife and her girlfriend was like this is not going to end well for you you need well, to and just off with everybody and she didn't listen. So let me just, just to give everybody a little bit of background. Behind Her Eyes is a British drama that is a six-part Netflix series. And I love a good British drama. And I was like, oh, let me check it out. It has this beautiful Black woman lead. And she... Who looks just like Issa Rae. That what? She looks just like Issa Rae to me. Oh, she, she, she may be... They may have a similar African background because... um. Uh, they may have a similar background, right? They may have a similar sort of be from the same sort of region in West Africa or East Africa. But yes, she's beautiful. And yeah, so she runs into this very hot Scot Scotsman in a bar and they kind of kiss. They kind of, you know, have a little bit of chemistry because let's just be real, he fine and has a cute little accent. And then next day, boop, she finds out that's her new boss. And her new boss is a psychiatrist. She works in a psychiatrist's office. She is the receptionist. And he's it's married. And he's married. And the reason he backs off is because he's like, I'm married. She's embarrassed. He's embarrassed. They now have to work together. She ultimately bumps into seemingly completely um, out of the blue, the wife of this man. And then they become friends. Despite her best, smartest thoughts, she's like, let me go ahead and be friends with the wife. And can, then continues having an affair then starts having an affair with her boss. So she's having an affair with her boss and she's buddy-buddy and going to the gym and hanging out with his wife. And her good friend is telling her, girl, you crazy, get out of this. This is bad, bad news. She has a son, an eight-year-old. She's, she's a single mom, divorced. Every, she has nightmares and all these personal issues. And this chick decides to still carry on this relationship. She is dumb as a box of rocks and it makes me so angry. Go ahead, Miss Jackie. Yes, I agree. She is, I mean, just I'm just so disappointed that you can tell from the very beginning that they paint her as someone who is dealing with a lot of loneliness, right? Yes. Her man, her, her, her ex-husband left her for another woman. She's raising this kid on her own. And so we see her going out, you know, just trying to go out on a date or something like that in the very beginning. And that's when she bumps into this man. Um, and, and I just, you know, I get it because, you know, we, we've seen this story. We all know people. Some of us are people, you know, that have dealt with loneliness and some form of desperation at some time of, in our lives, men and women. Um, but this goes too far. Like it just got yes. like this one bothered me so much. Just a how stupid she was with the choices that she made, mainly with the I mean, with the husband, but with the wife, the, no, wife, the wife is the one that bothers me. Right. Yeah. The wife convinces her to keep it secret. The wife yes. from the beginning is like, please don't tell my husband that we're friends. He doesn't like, you know, work life things, you know, colliding. And of course the wife is pretending like when they first meet the wife and this woman, uh, Lois, Louise is her name. They, the, she and the wife bump into each other on the street. Yeah. Right away. I was like, this is not a coincidence. It's just not, not a coincidence. coincidence. 
How is no. this? And then the wife wants to her to go and have coffee with her immediately. Go to the gym and, and, and be friends. And, and she obsesses over her and she's insisting she's pushy. So it's like, why is she pushing so hard to be your friend? First of all, ding, ding, ding. She knows you're sleeping with her man and she's plotting on you. And as it goes through, you start to realize that the wife is dangerous. So as you guys watch this, you will realize the wife is increasingly dangerous to the point where the husband has a thick psychiatric file on her and does not leave the house every morning until he knows that the wife has taken her anti-psychiatric pills and calls her every day at two o'clock to make sure she's home because she's dangerous. And as you start to see how dangerous this, this woman is, and you start to reveal more of her past and the stuff that she went through when she yeah. was actually locked up in a rehab facility and she meets this best friend, she and the best friend, both are drug addicts. You start to see how their lives merge. And then you see how their lives really merged. And by the end, they are so close to being free of this woman. And our Louise, our beautiful Louise, rather than just let the man who is going to take care of it, the man decides I'm done with the wife. She crazy. I want to be with Louise. So he's like, I'm going to go off and I'm going to handle this. Louise could just let him handle it. But her nosy ass has to call the wife to be like, nah, 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 nah. He's going to catch you. And that's where it all goes to hell. <laughs> hell. Yeah, and, and, but the, see, the, the things that I had a problem with, um, and for anybody who has seen it, um, I a, have a problem with a, a Black woman who probably, I don't know, I didn't read the book. This is based on a book. But so the Black woman is elite. Luis is a Black woman. And the couple, the man and the woman that she's you know Are involved white. with, they're white. I have a problem with the way that they uh, let a black woman exist in this space. First off, no black friends. Mm -hmm. Like there's nobody black. That's in right. I have a problem with that off the bat. Um, and then I have a problem with the fact that um, the husband has no idea of, of what is going on with his wife, that his wife, you know, is really not his wife, but someone who killed his wife years ago. And that, that man's spirit is now in his wife and has been that way for the past 10 years since before they got married. I have a problem with that. But yes, too, I have a problem with Louise, you know, at that when she gave that whole speech of, you know, I, I deserve when her friend is like, you need to cut this off. I deserve to have fun. I deserve to have an affair and be friends with this woman. I deserve to have a great friendship. I'm like, are you kidding me? And I hate that the wife pulls Louise into this friendship by playing that poor little white girl, poor little yes. sad girl, and her feeling like a mammy that needs to take care of this woman. Yes. I, got I can take care of her. And so she gets pulled into it that way because, and then in the end, when she's texting her, she's like, oh, let me go and save her. Bitch, no. Miss Jackie, <laughs> let me tell you it, the thing that, and what did I text you? I was like, are you, I texted cousin Jackie and I'm like, are you watching behind her eyes? And she was, she hadn't, you hadn't start watching it yet. This is the first time I think in our whole friendship that I've ever gotten you to watch something. Normally yeah, you're yeah. telling me to watch stuff and I'm like, I don't want to watch Bridgerton. Then I'm like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with Bridgerton, right? Like I, I normally the last late adopter, but what was infuriating me and what I said to you, cousin Jackie was 
the, first of all, this black woman is so dumb and it pisses me off. I hate when they cast women as stupid. I think that when you write these films and books and stuff where women are just plain stupid, it, it pisses me off because most women hopefully are not this stupid. But secondly, I, I texted, why is this black woman so obsessed with these white people? She's yeah. more obsessed with them and their in lives in her, her own. She has a child. She has an ex-husband. That's the only other black person in the film. It's her ex-husband and a child. She has a child who she's she herself has nightmares. She's not dealing. She works for a psychiatrist, and she's not dealing with her own nightmares. She lets this crazy white lady tell her how to deal with her nightmares and supposedly fix her and then becomes literally almost more obsessed with saving the white lady than she is with being in love with the man. I can get being obsessed with a man. Women all over the world from time immemorial have gotten obsessed with a man and done stupid things for a man. But why are you so obsessed with the wife? And she taking wants to be care a of her and saving her. And be- it's like help the poor little She's like a mammy. Girl. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, mammy. it's and- the mammy syndrome. And lets the wife destroy her. And I, we, I'm not going to tell you how it ends, but literally <laughs> allows the wife allows the wife to destroy her and destroy her meaning. And meaning puts her child in jeopardy, his future in jeopardy, her own life in jeopardy. You are a single mother solely responsible for a child. And you are so obsessed with saving this random crazy white lady that you literally jeopardize your own life and your child's future. Horrible. And that's Horrible. what bothered so me for the- I didn't like that in the end, you know, with so many movies that exist out there, you know, with the movie Get Out, right? Um, yeah. There were two endings. It was supposed to end, or, or there was one ending where Daniel Kaluuya's character was really going to be embodied by some old white person or something, and that yeah. was going to be the end. But they realized that that wasn't going to be one that was going to really please the audience. So they switched yeah. it to you know, his friend Laurel coming and saving him. And that was so great, right? The good guys won. To yeah. me, this, you know, this evil man who killed his friend from years ago, this woman was so nice to him. He kills her, takes over her body, marries her husband, fools him for years. You know what I mean? He's an evil person and he ends up winning at the end out outwitting this black well I couldn't even say wit because that girl had no wits about her she had no you know, brains she was dumb the black girl and then to let the, this man who's now embodying her his spirit is now in her body having you know uh stewardship over her child over her child and literally the, this that, person- the last thing we see is is her give this child an evil and I say her is this person Rob, give this child now that he's in this child's mother's body the most evil look. I'm like, at the very least, y'all could have had her leave the baby with his uh, father. With the father, bing, ding, ding, the daddy. Hello, the father is got a new wife and has moved on, and they're having a baby. Easily, if this person that's now pretending to be Louise embodying Louise could have been like, I don't want to have my child. I'm going to give my child to the baby daddy. And that would have at least, first of all, it would have triggered maybe her new man to be like, wow, you're weird. You're different. But now you, so, so, so here's the thing. There may be a second season of this show. Okay. They may have a second season. It's not, it's not happening. So they've decided not to. 
No, the well, the author of the book said she she's basically saying she's not going to be involved. She was like, if they do something, she said, I, you know, if they end up doing something, you know, it'll be interesting to see what direction they take it in. Um, so there there are people talking about it like us, but there's no nothing confirmed to say that it should happen. I mean, well, it it it's it's so disturbing and it's interesting. And where's it going to go? Where's it going right. to go? The only place it could go in a second season when I thought there no, would be wait, a second wait, season. Wait, wait, hold on. That- no. We got to read my script. Oh, okay, we'll read the script. Let's read the script. Here's a place it could have gone. Okay. Because I Let's wrote the- an alternative ending. Yeah. Because I didn't, what kept me up at night was I did not like the way that it ended. I felt yeah. like if she had a black girlfriend, it would have gone differently. Yes. Uh, so I wrote a different ending. It's called Behind Her Eyes, The Black girlfriend remixed ending okay <laughs> you're right let's do it now who's yeah. you're playing who is the narrator so we need a narrator okay, so to come I'm, in i'm i'm the narrator are, okay do you see the highlights in yellow i uh, no, i i'm just seeing it and wherever it says wherever it says uh joanne i will read that okay so you are playing you play two characters you're playing louise our main okay. character louise and you are mm-hmm. playing her girlfriend Demetria who okay. is the black girl that we're swapping in for Sophie, who was her girlfriend who was telling her to cut it out. So let gotcha. me start with the narration. Okay. So Louise had one really good girlfriend on the show, Sophie, who tried to tell her to stop it or it would not end well. Sophie is a white woman. So what if she was black and her name was Demetria? How would things have ended? So the role of Demetria will be played by Joyanne Reed and the role Hello. of will be played by Joanne Reed. I am the narrator and I am playing um, Chandra. Okay. Another friend. Okay. So, well, first off, Demetria would have asked a lot more questions on the balcony after she learned what Luis was involved in. So at this point, they're still having the affair and she's still friends. So okay. go. This is All you right, asking off questions. Okay. So this is me. I'm Demetria. But girl, you really think y'all met by accident? That bitch just bumped into you? Girl, bye. You think David knows nothing about this? You really think that she knows nothing about you and David? Why are you trusting her and not telling David? Why would you fuck with your paper like that? Don't you think something is off about all of this whole situation? Girl, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I love it, Jindri. <laughs> <laughs> Demetria leaves and is worried. We see her making a call as she walks down the street. Hey, girl, I'm coming over. Demetria arrives at her friend Chandra's house. Before I say a word, oh, and she, okay, this is you saying before I say a word. So Demetria okay. arrives at her friend Chandra's house. Now, before I say a word, let's sage this bitch because something, something, something just ain't right. Like the old song, something, something just ain't right. Something, 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 something just ain't right. It's like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so Demetria and Chandra, they sage Chandra's home. Listen, you remember my friend Louise? Yeah, she seems so lonely. Yeah, so we're really not friends anymore. She is in the middle of, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, you're right. Oh, well, we're really not friends anymore. She is in the middle of some real mess, and I think something is up. She is way too caught up. So, Something just does not seem right to me. She's having an affair with this man, okay? And she's also becoming good friends with his wife. 
girl, no. Yes, I told her to leave them both alone. And she was on some bullshit. Like, girl, what about me? Don't I deserve to be happy? Why can't I have a love and also have a new friend? I told her that she could be the one getting hurt, but she's not hearing it. And that energy, that energy in her apartment, girl, you know that I know energy and something, something, something just ain't right. Well, and Chandra looking very concerned, is looking very concerned because she knows that Demetria knows how to read energy. And so Chandra says, let's have some tea and see what the ancestors have to say about this. Now you say that this man is her boss. The two women continue to chat. Some weeks pass and Demetria goes back to visit Louise, but this time she brings Chandra along. And you're I to hope meet that you. you don't mind. I, okay. Hey, girl, I hope that you don't mind me inviting Chandra to come over with us. She had some errands to run and we were running them together and we're going to do it after this. So, you know, she came along. Oh, okay. Hi. Nice to meet you, Louise. Can I use your bathroom? Of course. Of course. It, it's down that hallway. I, mean, I meant to tell you to do a British accent for Louise. <laughs> so, meanwhile, Louise and Demetria head to the patio to sit and have some wine. Demetria realizes that Louise is still involved with this situation and tries to advise her against it. Louise basically tells Demetria to mind her business. Demetria decides to leave. Chandra comes out of the back and the two ladies leave. Chandra says, as Demetria pushes her out the door, nice to see you, Louise. <laughs> Outside the door, Demetria whispers, shut up, <laughs> I'm not a playwright, go ahead. Yes, yes, bye. Thank you for coming. I'm still going to be sleeping with my boss and running errands with my new friend who's probably going to kill me. Bye. And my son don't mind because he's only eight and he can't do anything about it. And I can't really help it because I'm so in love with him. But I also really want to take care of this nice white girl. She's so nice and white. <laughs> and Demetria says, girl, what did you find out? Chandra <laughs> looks at Demetria with horror and says, girl, we are going to leave her be. This is not our business. Demetria understands exactly what Chandra is not saying. They can't have the conversation they need to have outside of Luis's door. Demetria nods. You are so right. Girl, I'm done. <laughs> the two ladies lock arms and walk away. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> now, this is the scene where Louise gets that text from fucking Adele, the text, you know, <laughs> and she decides to so to go to her house. So Louise arrives at, De at Adele's house um, and she goes to sleep so her spirit can leave her body and go in and save Adele. You know that scene. Once Louise's mm -hmm. spirit enters Adele's body, Rob's spirit heads down to get into Louise's body. But once his spirit gets outside, Louise's body is gone. Somebody moved it. Oh. He looks around and sees someone putting Luis's body into an ambulance. Just before the doors of the ambulance close, his spirit slips into the back so he can get into Luis's body. And as the spirit tries to enter Luis, nothing happens. It tries again, nothing happens. It tries again, nothing happens. Then you hear a voice via speaker from Demetria in the front seat of the ambulance. Demetria! Oh, oh sorry, Demetria, sorry. Okay, this is Demetria speaking. We got you, motherfucker! <laughs> Next scene, Chandra is drinking a cup of tea and is sitting on Luisa's balcony. Demetria peeks her head out. She's waking up. 
Both ladies scurry to Luis's bedroom. Luis is in her bed, groggy and slowly looking around. Luis watches Chandra and Demetria walk into the room. They both give smiles that show more concern than relief. Louise, is that you? British accent for the next one. <laughs> yes, yes, it's it's me. It's me. What what happened? Is this a dream? Am I awake? Hey girl, this is real. Okay, you are awake. That's you. That's you now, girl. No, no, oh, Louise. But, whoa, oh, it's me. But the fire, the fire, Adele, I left my body. I know this sounds crazy, but wait, wait, wait. Where is Adam? <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Adam is fine. He's still with his father where you left him. Girl, we know the entire story. It wasn't easy to figure out, but once we knew what we were up against, we had to help. And I'm sure you will forgive the fact we had to invade your privacy. And it's still not over yet. Wait, uh, girl, I'm just so happy to be home in my own bed. I, oh no. Louise looks across the room <laughs> and sees her body lying lifeless. Louise starts crying. Oh, D, why is it over there lying lifeless? <laughs> we don't have time for tears, Louise. Let's get you back in your body. Will this work? Shonda put a spell on your body, okay? So you should be able to re-enter, but we don't have a lot of time, so just do it. So Louise begins to squeeze her fingers and falls asleep. We see her spirit come out of Adele's body and go into her own body. We see Adele's mind quickly remember all that's happened, seeing her son, seeing David, and then seeing Adele. And then Louise wakes up back in her own body. Oh my God, girl, that shit worked. Fucking black girl magic. <laughs> <laughs> Louise cheerfully looks at Demetria. Girl, thank you. I know I was a fool and I didn't listen to you and you tried to tell me and tell me and tell me. I'm so sorry, but thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes, well, girl, there is more. When Shonda came back with me that day, instead of really going to the bathroom, she was reading this space. She knew right away that a negative spirit was spending a lot of time here. She knew it was a man and that that was confusing at first, but then she found that red journal and the energy from that journal matched the energy of that spirit, that man. Wait, 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 a man, a man. Adele admitted that she was the one. It was her spirit. Um, it was her spirit spying on me and David. Bitch, no. That was Adele's <laughs> friend Rob from when she was in rehab years ago. He convinced her to switch bodies with him back then. And then he killed her while she was in his body and he was in hers. Turns out he was in love with David the whole time. What the actual fuck? <laughs> Girl. He has been with he has been with David the whole time, pretending like he was her. Um, Chandra read a bit of the journal and saw that it belonged to Rob, and it all started to make sense. The night, uh, the night terrors, the the remedy for them. So his plan was to trick your ass into leaving your body to save Adele, so he could take over your body. But we moved your body and managed to trap his spirit. So, so where is he? Chandra and Demetria look at each other. The next scene, we see the ladies walking down an alley towards the ambulance. As they get closer, they realize the back doors are open. What the hell? What the hell? I thought we finded him. He was supposed to be trapped inside. 
Luis looks terrified. But, but where is he? Chandra looks troubled. He could be anywhere. And scene. Scene. <laughs> Woo! Such a better See? ending. It's a better Sweet. ending. And now it's a better it's, ending. She gets her body back, and there's room for a season two. And she and could now be there in could be a season two. Just, here's my question. In our version of this, basically they stole Adele's body so yes. that he couldn't, so that he, so that Rob couldn't land in Adele's body, sneak that body away. And they took away Louise's body too. So there was no bodies there for him to take. No bodies, no bodies, no bodies. So he's just freely floating around looking for a body to get into, but we yes. think he was supposed to go into what body did they think he went into? They don't know. He was just, they binded the ambulance. So he would be, his spirit, you know how the spirit just in the ambulance. trapped in the ambulance. So he couldn't gotcha. leave. So they thought somehow he got out. They you didn't know, know. Probably in season two, the ambulance driver running around, he's robbed. That's what's, that's going to happen season two. The ambulance driver's driving around, like trying to find a body that he could jump into and just jumping in. Or, here's the funny thing David about David knew all along and David found him and let him out of the ambulance. Maybe that too. I'm, I like our ending better. It's so like much it better. better. I just <laughs> wanted her to just have a little victory. Yeah. And you know what? The One of the things about, about TV shows, TV series and everything, it's it almost never works to have the bad guy win, right? So even in Us, no. right? Us was a very similar situation yeah. where it was unclear whether the mirror version, the tethered version of our main character or the other version is the bad guy because the tethered stole her life, right? So when they had that battle in the end, it's not clear who you should root for because right. tethered was also trapped and was a victim. But she right. then stole the life of the main girl, the real, our real Lupita. And so Tethered yeah. Lupita was kind of a villain, but not really a villain. And then in the end, the, the Tethered Lupita, you know, ends up trying to save the lives of her real world family. And now she yeah. has to fight real Lupita, who had been trapped down there and tries to save the lives of all the Tethered. So in the end, when you get that, that scary Michael Jackson look at the end, it's not clear who's the villain. It never was clear whether the tethered people were the villains. So that ending was not a happy ending, but it was yeah. not unsatisfying. You know what I mean? In the same way. No, this was just completely. This was just, I mean, I, it woke me up in the middle of the night. It bothered me, me so much that this girl just, I mean, the, her, her dying breath was saying her son's name, Adam. I was yes. just like, this just broke my, it just, it was just too much. It didn't have to end that way. It didn't. And, and what it did also, it told a story of a black woman being willing to sacrifice her life, not for her child, but for a random white woman she just met. And that she was much more interested in saving that woman's life and willing to sacrifice and literally gave her life for that crazy woman who wasn't even a woman. It wasn't even a real, the really who he thought she was. It was a person she didn't know who also had her reading his book to be empathetic toward him. So she was empathetic both toward this evil man who was the bad guy, empathetic toward the woman who he thought she thought that this, you know, wife was more than, and she was not just empathetic, obsessed with them. Couldn't but stop texting. What bothered me too was that there was not a proper setup of this evil guy, right? So it just really, for somebody like me that has issues with trust, I'm like, this guy, 
if this girl was so good to him, why would he do this to her? Like well, out they, of nowhere. Yeah. There was and not they a, make, a buildup of his character, at you all. know, to see where, what the root of that pure evil came from. And was it just well, a situation where he was pure? We didn't even get that. We didn't get that. What we got was that he was full of envy. We saw that he was always talking about being poor and being broke and her being rich. And it was, a, it was, a, it was purely, I don't even think he was, he started off as evil. He was just envious. He was envious of anybody that had a good family, anybody that had family that loved them because his sister obviously couldn't stand him and just used him. And he was just this sort of used, sad soul who didn't have any love in his life. His sister couldn't care less about his, him. His, his parents him, were dead. Right? But then he finds this friend and he falls in love with this friend as the best friend ever. But his envy of her overtakes his obviously affection for her because he didn't even care that she was dead. He didn't even care that he killed her. No it didn't bother him at all. Yeah. And I felt like I needed more of, I needed to understand more of who he was that would have him behave that way. You know, just little moments uh, of, of a bit more of the backstory when they were in, you know, the, the facility together. I just didn't get enough of that. It just, it was such a shock at the end. And it then was no such a shock that there was any witchcraft or magic or anything from the spirit world until those last two episodes. Until the last two episodes, they sprung that shit on us and yeah. they set the whole thing up with Louise's nightmares to make us think that, and then when you see that she could travel too, that she also had this spiritual ability, she, but her spiritual ability gave her no power. It gave her no agency. It gave her no defense mechanism to defend herself and defend her soul. It just, it, it, everything about her is so she, weak. The way that she entered into that was through what Rob created. So there was yeah. no way that she didn't even understand it. She just blindly trusted um, Blind. You know, I don't even know how she figured everything out towards the end, you know, that Rob was a, well, you know, she thought it was Adele. But here's the thing. How she did didn't figure she, that out. She, well, she didn't figure that. She no, never figured, she figured out, out that he was doing it. No, she figured out that what she thought was that, what she did figure out was that Adele, she didn't know it was Rob, but that Adele was leaving her body and was leaving her body and watching her and spying on her. So she figured out. But she here's the thing. But all this time and then all of a sudden figured out. Put that all together. But here's my here's my final question that it that makes the whole thing fall apart narratively. Once she did figure out that right. Adele could watch the other lady who he she she had tormented could watch her, then why would you tip her off to what Adam was doing to what the boy the husband is doing? Why would you tip her off? You know she has the ability to travel outside her body. Why would you tip? her off why would you trust her one more time why would you go to try to save her when you thought it was her why would you do that you know she has power you know you don't you know she's more powerful than you and then he told you she was dangerous he said stay away from her she's dangerous you're like no i'm just still going to go and try to say it's like you were told you were warned you dummy you were warned I couldn't believe she was that stupid. I mean, first to call her and tell her what David was up to, that he was going to oh. go and tell the police, which set into action, right? Rob inside Adele's body, trying to figure out that whole scheme of setting the fire and dying in the fire and That's going right. into his body. That's what set that. So she, she, she fucked herself, you know, with yep. this. And, and, and so there was a part of me that was like, you know, good. That's what you get. Like I want oh, no. to part of me. 
as soon as she called her and was like, he's going to tell everyone and everything's going to come out. And bleh. and then the person was like, well, I guess I'm just going to kill myself. And she goes, to, she still travels over there to see what her reaction is. I was like, you about to die and you deserve it. That was literally my first thought. You're going to die. Knew, you deserve she, it. I think she knew from the text that she felt like Adele was going to kill herself. So she felt, let me go yes. over there and save her. But what I understand is why did she, okay. So what was she going to do when her spirit left her body? What was she going to go and do? She didn't know she, she was, could enter into another body. Was she just going to fly over and see? Call the fucking police. Call, call the, the police. Department. What are you doing? Right, what were you going like, in there to do? No, 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 no. Wait a minute. She did know that she could enter the body because her, her game, I think, was to enter the body to wake no, her up. She didn't know. She did not know that she could enter that body. Well, then she's an idiot because then what are you doing well, going no, in there for to do what? She did enter the body. She did enter the body. I think she knew she could enter. I think what she was trying to do was to wake her up so she could get up and get out of the house. And that she thought she could just pop into the body. She did know because that thing went deliberately yeah. into that but body she went, first. She went right into the body. You're right. You're and right. she probably thought in her cleverness, she's like, I, I can go know. in that body. She just probably guessed I can go in that body, wake that body up and then get out and get her out and save her. And then somehow come out of that body and go back in mine. She was so focused on saving this random, basically stranger who you're betraying. You're trying to steal her man. You're sleeping with her husband. You have, you are not her ally. She is not your ally. You want the same thing. That man, you both want him. You are not her ally. Why are you so determined to save this woman's life? Why call the cops? I don't Be smart. Call authorities to, to go in and deal with the fire. And they can save her. Right. Why it's do like you, you don't need to do that? No. You're an no. idiot. It's, it, and I blame the writer. I blame the writer for writing a story about a stupid woman. And I really would implore everyone who is writing features and series and books, please stop writing stupid women. Can we have smart women and not idiots? Well, stupid, stupid women exist. I mean, I don't, and stupid people exist. I don't mind them, you know, showing someone not making great choices in their life, but, you know, show them, show some growth, show them show evolve. Growth. Show, you know, she, I would have liked to see her evolve enough to not just figure out what was going on, but to be smart enough as in our version of this thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, really her <laughs> friend saved her. She didn't even have sense. Her friends. You know, but at least they gave, you know, it gave her people around her to save her. But I would have liked to see her just outsmart Rob in the end. So she figured that out yeah. to go a step further. I was, that, I was This so is a series. It's a limited series. It was a six-parter. It needed a happy ending. It really did. And it it's did. really unfortunate that they ended it the way it did because it's stuck in my brain and it's still sticking in my brain in a very it's negative way. Well, I don't know where season, if they do do a season two, where are they going to go? Luis is dead. Luis is you dead. Know, I don't. Like Adele I'm, is dead. They're both dead. dead. Luis is dead. So, and by what, the way, Adam is now determined. This poor man. I also let me throw a, a little David, thing for the David, for the man. David, David, David. 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 I start for David. me too. David. David is now cursed to have ten. Have already had ten years of hell with what he thought was a wife who had gone psychotic on him. And he didn't understand it and built up a whole file thinking, this lady is psychotic. I used to love her. Now I hate her. He lived 10 years in a miserable marriage with a psycho. And now you're going off with the same psycho. 
His life is hell. He now is stuck with a child that he doesn't even hardly know and a psycho that's the same psycho that he's now still married to. He is but in hell. But I don't, he doesn't even know he's in hell. You know but what I he mean? He will he, find out quickly because people don't change their attributes. Remember, Rob right. could not stop doing drugs. Rob is going to act like, it's not like Rob's going to act any different trying to fake and portray Louise when he doesn't know her that well. You're not going to be able to portray her for long. Before long, Rob will go right back to being the way that he was before when he was, when he was Adele. And this poor man is going to be living with the same ass psycho not cute. no I agree I agree already you know in that car ride you could tell that Rob was you know Luis is different um David's too stupid to realize that but the thing that bothered me is because I really didn't care that much about David as much as I did about Luis and what happened to her but it bothered well, he was me. fine I cared about him <laughs> I didn't care about what happened to him but the thing that bothered me was that there was never this big reveal for David that for 10 yeah. years this woman who you thought was your wife who you thought was acting funny and strange actually like I wanted that reveal for him yeah you know yeah. what I mean I, that's and he needed me, it awesome. yeah. he needed but that's it. what a next season will be I mean and I think if there is a second season that's what they'll have to do that you're, you're gonna have to end you can't keep this going season after season. it can do one more season and they've got to let this poor man know what he's dealing with because he has no clue what he's dealing with and that both of the two women he loved are dead. He, well, he one, thing, one thing, the first thing that should happen in the second season is little Adam should go live with his father. Like yes. somebody needs to make that happen. I do not want to see this little black boy suffer like that. I won't, I won't watch it. If that's what it is, I will not watch it. I won't I, I, My suspicion, I hate to break it to you. I, my suspicion is what they'll do is the little boy will be will serve this a very similar character purpose than the son in us, who was the the, the smartest kid, the smartest person in the whole show was the little boy, right. um, who had the counterpart that had the messed up face. Yeah. He will serve that same role, and that Adam will figure it out. It's going to be Adam who knew his mom had nightmares, who knows his mother better than everyone else. He's going to, he'll probably still be living with them and he will figure out what's going on. He'll find the book. What you're going to see is Adam is going to be the one to solve that, this mystery. That I think is what's going to happen. Sadly. Well, hopefully if they do have a season two, since the writer of this original book won't write the second season, I hope they listen to this podcast episode and that they get, And know, don't let her write anything else. Cause obviously she wrote a really fucked up story and I would not want to read any, whatever she read, wrote. I wouldn't want to watch it. I would like to see someone fresh come to it. Like what we did tonight, what you did. I have to give you credit, Jackie Reed. You wrote that wonderful script. They need to get <laughs> fresh eyes on this story. Don't go back to that lady. I'm and- going to right place for Broadway now. No, yes. but to me, what they should do in season two right off the bat is just make Luis wake up and it was a dream. It was all a dream. And- yeah. You know what I mean? And just let it just pick up in some point where, I don't know, she just met with David and he was going to see the police and Figure she saw how it was going to end, like in the last episode of Twilight, the last movie of Twilight, where everything was a dream, that horrible ending. Um, that was a relief. I mean, you know, this okay. was just badly done. It was terrible. You. Let's rank it. Okay, let's do a ranking. Uh, bad endings. Lost, yeah. Game of Thrones, Behind Her Eyes. Which is the worst? Uh, Game of Thrones. I'll never get over it. I agree. I will never get over Game of Thrones. I will never get over it. 
they turned my they turned my girl into Dora the Explorer and didn't give her the crown. Girl, I mean, and they had how many seasons? All how those writers. Seasons? It was to just it like out. it's just like they phoned it in for the last episode. They phoned it it in. was the worst ending. I'll never. A girl it. had no ending. A girl had no ending. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After she killed the Night King, that's what she gets. She got be she got to be Dora the Explorer. Mm-hmm. And to kill the dragon. And, why you gotta kill? Like, why you gotta kill? Mm-hmm. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. And you let the useless boy who knew the whole thing the whole time he had a prognosticator, he had the Come power of prognostication. He didn't use it to save his family, his brothers. He didn't use that shit for anything except to get the mm-hmm. crown. Mm. Make the make the mm, the ease. And he's we out thought there that making the jokes. Mm. making jokes. I think the dragon will be okay. Is that what we get? Mm. We don't get to see that. Mm. What a hot mess. It was a mess. A hot mess. mess. What a mess. I invested all hot. those years. We invested all that time in Game of Thrones. All that all time that. we invested. Wasted. All that time wasted. Yeah, Game of Thrones the worst. The worst mm. ending ever. Worst. In the history worst. of television, the worst. All right, let's wrap this up. What are you going to do? Let's wrap you? it up. <laughs> I'm going to do what I'm going to do for me. Let's see. What am I going to do for me? You know, every weekend I say sleep, but I have to head up to New York because we're doing a town hall uh, on COVID and on the um, uh, the disparities in COVID. So I'm hitting the road tomorrow to do a, a town hall about COVID. And then uh, on Saturday, I will be traveling back. So pretty much I'm just going to be chilling. Other than that, I'm going to chill. And, you know, maybe I'll treat myself since I've been doing so well and the weight's been coming off. Maybe I'll treat myself to an ice cream. <laughs> Ooh, look at you, fancy pants. Get some Crocs. That's a big treat. Oh, get I, some Crocs. Um, there you go. Order some Crocs. What are you going to do for you, Jackie Reed? I'm going to watch your special because I actually went on um, Instagram and I submitted a question. You know how you can swipe up and submit a question? Yes. I yes. A question. So Excellent. I want to if they ask my question. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I will be working on all things vegan, sexy, cool. I'll be blogging. You know, my weekends, I usually spend a little bit of time blogging. Um, I'm definitely gonna gonna go on an outing. Just kind of take the car. You got Crocs just, now, girl. You can move. You can move. You got them Crocs. Girl, how Use them. These are like my driving shoes now. If I go anywhere, yes. I'm get out of the house. I'm get out, out of the house. Even if you just drive around and you don't That's really aren't really going anywhere, yeah. sometimes you just have to get out because the house can become a prison at a certain point. And I think that is the thing people have experienced over the last year is a sense of the house as, as prison, uh, the jail, you know, and feeling like you're in jail. So yes, I, I, I highly recommend. I've got to get out. Take a maybe walk. I'll go to, maybe I'll go walk around the mall. I did that. Take right a walk. And it was nice. Yeah. I mean, walk. I know like in Harlem, when we were, especially when we were up in, in West Harlem, beautiful parks that you can just walk in and put your little mask on. People it's say this. Yeah. But you can bundle up, just bundle up. No, I'm going to. <laughs> mall. I'm gonna go to a mall and just walk around. You know, how people just walk. There's some malls that aren't crowded right now because there's. Oh no yeah, no, we've done that. Absolutely, and you can just keep, keep your mask on. I I wear my rubber gloves and I wear my little mask. I double mask, and you just walk around. Even if you're not shopping, it's just so nice to yeah. see some other four walls than yours, you know. And so sometimes yeah. I recommend that to everyone for mental health. Get out of your house. Even if yeah. you just walk around the corner, walk around the block or drive or go somewhere. Go yeah, it is good to go outside and connect with nature. That is true. But I just, I'm so cold nature. I can't do that. But I will go to the mall this weekend. So that go is to the ball, I- girl. Me. Get you some more Crocs in other colors. 
Listen, I got to get my little things to go in the holes. That's what I'm excited about next. Get your jewel, your your croc jewelry, your croc. Yes, yes, they'll be bejeweled. Well, I want to let everybody know that they can, of course, watch Joanne every Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern time on MSNBC on the readout. Love that. And you can, of course, watch Jackie Reed. You don't ever want to miss her. She is on 1130 a.m. So I always have to try to make sure I do on New York Live, 1130 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in New York. But if you're in Boston, you have to wait till 1230 because they make you wait an extra hour. It's your fault. You live in Boston. And you can also catch Jackie Reed on vegansexycool.com, vegansexycool.com, all things vegan sexy cool. Also, vegan sexy cool is on the gram. Fabulous pictures, great recipes, fashion, fun, everything. So get on it. Yes, yes, yes. All right, girl. Go and get some rest. It was good to see you. And I yeah. will see you all soon. See you soon. Watch something fun. Bye.